When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Started this game with 878 yards. Play fake by Rosen. With time, he's got a man. Larry Fitzgerald, touchdown! <laughs> you like that? You like that? Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North. And we would greatly appreciate it if you like our show and you want to show us some love. We we just went from 1500 ESPN to Score North about a month and a half ago. We're trying to spread the word and get the word out that, hey, we exist. We're here. We're having fun. And we're connecting with Minnesota sports fans on, gosh, like eight different platforms, radio, podcasts, our website, scorenorth.com. And all of our all of our social media accounts are just at Score North. On Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. We'd love a follow on all of those. And if you could give the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show and all of our Score North shows as well a five star review on Apple or wherever you find podcasts and a positive review, it really helps us get noticed if you enjoy our content. So pretty please. Pretty, pretty please. Pretty please. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get Judd will promise to give you an awkward uh, bro hug next time he sees you. <laughs> I'm just I'm just impressed that that I do a show. With a guy who once had such bad gas that he actually thought he was going to need to be transported to a hospital. I'm not the only one. I'm sure there are others out there with the same story. I said impressed. Like, I thought I had some weird maladies and ailments. Yeah. But I've never, and believe me, I mean, I've been gaseous before. I don't want to talk about too much. Uh But I've never thought, you know what? Nine one one. You know, call Judd's nickname is actually Gaseous Clay. I'm not sure if you, <laughs> if you guys knew that. I'd be proud. Yeah. You know what? If that was the case, I'd be very proud. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna read the first couple paragraphs here yeah, from this. Google <laughs> gas pain, but I'll just stop. <laughs> <laughs> just don't stop. Oh my god. Speculation. <laughs> Which way are we going? Football or the gas? <laughs> I think we should probably go to the football. Okay, yeah, let's do that. So on scorenorth.com. <laughs> SKORnorth.com. Matthew Collar has this from late last night. I'm just going to read you guys the first two paragraphs, and you guys react accordingly, okay? All right. One year ago, Josh Rosen was being discussed as the potential number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Ten months later, the possibility exists that the Arizona Cardinals will take Kyler Murray with the top selection and trade Josh Rosen to the highest bidder. And for the record, Josh Rosen, I, I haven't checked this myself, but I heard that he has taken all Cardinals references off of his Instagram page. Yeah, I saw that. So that happened. Yep. I think you were the one that said that. Mm-hmm. According to Peter King, the bids aren't expected to be all that high. Peter King reported being told by a general manager 
the Cardinals aren't likely to receive more than a third-round pick in return. If that's the case, and you're the Minnesota Vikings, and you've been looking for a franchise quarterback for a long, long time... Reckless speculation! Yes, you've got Kirk Cousins in his prime under contract. Two more years left on that contract, but let's say it's a third-round pick for Josh Rosen. What do you guys think? Rami, you want to go first? I've... At every turn, as we've talked about, whether it's extending Thielen's contract or, or or trading for other guys or signing other guys, my stance all along has been the stated goal for the Minnesota Vikings for the three years that you have Kirk Cousins because you invested so much in that, whatever assets you have, money, draft picks, need to be funneled towards putting people around Kirk Cousins to make him better and to make this team better and do everything you can to win a Super Bowl now. That you can't you can't be thinking about the future and the post-Kirk Cousins era right now if you're Rick Spielman and the Minnesota Vikings. But but if Josh Rosen can <laughs> if he still has franchise tag or franchise if he still has franchise, I love the hard turn on this. <laughs> if he still has franchise QB qualities to him and you can have that for a third round pick. That's almost too hard to pass up. That that might be too hard for me to pass up, given everything I've said up until now about any money or any, any assets being added that don't go towards winning a Super Bowl now in the next two years. Yeah. This this is a rare exception to that stance that I've taken till now. Okay, Judd? I absolutely, positively love this idea. I think it should be pursued. I think it should be done. If it's a third-round pick, I do it for sure. And, and I, I love it because I think it's a win-win. One, it, it potentially takes care of your QB problem long-term because Cousins signed to a three-year contract, and, and he signed a, such a big contract. I wonder, when the Vikings signed him, they clearly brought Kirk in with the thought process that this guy could help us win a Super Bowl, and pretty quickly, in their minds at least, they might be wrong. But I also wonder if they signed Cousins with the intention that he was going to be the quarterback for a long time here or that they saw him as the guy that could get them past the hump and then go back to what makes a lot more sense in this league today and is is practically gold, right? Which is you have a young quarterback who is good but relatively cheap and therefore I can go get guys on offense and defense and the cap becomes much less of a concern. Part B that I love, and I floated this by uh, Collar and Scoggins today, is when is Kirk Cousins at his best? When he's challenged and not believed in, right? Kirk Cousins, Michigan State, I was drafted late. I'm behind RG3. Nobody believes. Do you like that? Do you like that? Kirk Cousins thrives on being challenged and basically told, you're not that good. What does that more to a guy who's going to be a $29 million cap hit for you than bringing in his eventual successor, who, by the way, is cocky and is going to sort of drive him? I think it's a win-win. Well, two other things to consider here, and for the record, count me in the absolutely category. If it's a third-round pick, I'm in. And I get it. The Vikings have had some success with third-round picks in the past. Jarek McKinnon was a third-round pick in 2014. Uh, Let's see here. Pat Elfline was a third-round pick Mm -hmm. in 2017. He might be your franchise center. Uh, Josh Robinson, meh. 2012. They actually, they, I, was, I was there for that one, Phil. The Vikings frequently trade their third-round picks. They've only made about three or four third-round picks in the last 10 years. Asher Allen, 2009, they traded one of their third-round picks for, for Jared Allen, along with a couple other firsts. So, so the Vikings are very open to trading a third-round pick if it means moving up in the draft or using it in a trade for an established player. 
So I would do it. And, of course, the, the pushback is going to be, well, what will Kirk Cousins think? And, and Judd brings up some good reasons for why maybe, maybe Kirk Cousins could use a little kick in the ass. But keep in mind, Josh Rosen was terrible last year. There's no obligation, once you trade for him, bringing him into a new organization with a new playbook and new teammates after a terrible rookie season, there's no obligation to play him. I mean, this dude threw 14 picks, 11 touchdowns, had a 66.7 passer rating in an era where everybody has a 90 passer rating, right? Right. So you could pretty easily say, listen, we believe in you long term, but you're going to sit behind Kirk Cousins this year and just soak it all in. And maybe he'd have a problem with that, but it's not like he lit the world on fire last year right. like Baker Mayfield, and then you'd be bringing him in to sit. It's a good time to <clears throat> collect your breath and and sit behind uh, at least a league average and competent starter. And the biggest component to this is I think oftentimes the best time to acquire a potential superstar in any sport is right after their initial failure as a pro. Because for all these years, Josh Rosen has been a top high school quarterback prospect, a top college quarterback prospect, a top NFL quarterback prospect. This is the only time where people have looked at Josh Rosen and said, oh, maybe he's a failure. But he's only 21 years old. And like Collar said in the article, he was maybe going to be the number one overall pick. So do you believe that one year with... Of uh, 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 you know a downward trajecting organization, does that just wipe away all of the value and stock that he built up from age sixteen to twenty one, or would this just be a wonderful time to buy low on a guy who might be your franchise quarterback for ten plus years if he's willing to to take that role and and go along with that plan? Because the last thing you need is not only I mean he's good. He's going to be a somewhat expensive backup quarterback because he's the number one pick and got the contract that goes along with that. It's not the yeah. big veteran contract that that guys get first time that they hit free agency. But still, relatively speaking, he's an expensive backup quarterback, and if he's a malcontent on top of that, that's probably more drama and trouble than you need in that yeah. locker room. Does the does him having a bad first year turn you off to this? Like, Does it make you nervous that he was really, really bad as a rookie? It doesn't uh, for me, because Colin and I actually went to the game that they played against the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium, and I saw that gong show. That team was a complete mess. They got you have to work to get a coach fired after one year, and they succeeded. So, you know, if I had seen them play, and I thought, man, he's the whole problem, and the rest of this team is pretty competent, and he just stinks. Yeah, that might turn me off. But that team was a mess. I I think it's far. I think it's far more unfair to try and judge him by that year. I think the the fair comparison. I think Collar pointed this out in his column. Is it's sort of a Jared Goff? Yeah. Because if you go back to to the Rams, right? Jeff Fisher was a complete mess. Yeah. Goff, Jared Goff was terrible as a and Jared Goff got caught up in that, but that was not Jared Goff's fault. And so, if we're talking about a third round pick, so we're not talking about a first round pick. We're not talking about multiple picks. If we're talking about a third round pick to solidify a future QB on his rookie contract, and and I'm in this sort of weird position with Cousins where, okay, he's got two years left, but I still have to address the future. And by the way, this might not work. I don't know. This is really tempting to me. Uh, you bring up Jared Goff as sort of a comparable that Jared Goff comes in, highly touted, top pick, train wreck first year. He was 0-7 as a starter with the Rams in 2016, five touchdowns, seven interceptions, only completed 54% of his passes. Again, in a league where guys are just like freely completing 65 to 70% of their passes, 63 passer rating, gets the right experience, gets the right offensive coaching staff around him and some weapons and becomes one of the better quarterbacks in the league the last two years. 
two other names that do not belong in the same stratosphere as Jared Goff and Josh Rosen, but worth pointing out, Peyton Manning was atrocious as a rookie. I was just going to say that. Uh, Yes, a lot of touchdowns, but Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions as a rookie and was mostly just completely over his head and then figured it out as he went along. And weren't they like 1-15 in his rookie year? Yes, three uh three and thirteen. Okay, three and thirteen. And uh, Drew Brees, his first two years as a starter in San Diego were mostly disastrous. He had quarterback ratings of seventy six and sixty seven, and was not very accurate. Threw more interceptions than touchdowns. So now, does that mean that just because he struggled as a rookie, Josh Rosen is for sure going to be Drew Brees? No, but it means. You shouldn't write him off because he had right. a bad rookie season with a bad organization. Plenty right? of guys have have taken more than a year to figure out playing quarterback in the NFL. It's not yeah. that easy to pick up. In fact, if it, it amazes me that the the Cardinals are sitting here as a as a quarterback starved franchise. They've had some success with guys who've come in like Carson Palmer as a veteran and Kurt Warner, and it kind of surprises me that they would be looking to cut bait after one year. And maybe they just like Kyler Murray better. Kingsbury loves them, and that's and that's, that's the connection maybe, but. Yep. But if you're a team like the Vikings or any team looking, if you're one of the 10 teams looking for a long-term solution at quarterback or the 15 teams, however many it is, I almost think you should be actively pouncing on this. You should be looking for a chance to buy low on a guy who was maybe going to be the number one overall pick less than a year ago. Unless there is something in your scouting or in, in your research that tells you that it's, that he's he's not that dude. That it's somebody that you should probably stay away from. Hey, Rami. Especially with, like I said, that number one pick contract. When it comes to to this team, one thing don't trust trust their evaluation of quarterbacks. Exactly. It's not been so good as <laughs> Phil can tell you through the years. <laughs> so if their scouting report says this guy's no good, I'd go trade for him right they now. They should take him. It's like George Costanza when he did the opposite it's of the all op- his exactly initial right. instincts. It could work out really well. <laughs> I think this is smart. I, I think it's it's reckless speculation that's very smart. Yeah, yeah. It makes it it it's a third round pick. Like I I and people all oh, third round pick you could do really well there. Okay. But let's say this is the guy. Because Kirk Cousins, I don't unless I totally am missing things here. I don't see Cousins getting a second big contract here. Do you guys? Man, no, I, I think mean, I, sort of a Super Bowl I, or something. I don't see it. I think he bounces around. I think Kirk Cousins is sort of the the Carson, the, the Carson Palmer without the knee surgery. Like I think hmm. you know Carson Palmer kind of bounced around. He went Bengals over to the Raiders for a little while, right? And with the Cardinals, I I think Kirk Cousins is a two or three years with each team sort of a guy. Yeah, like he's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, but. He's got that sort of career in front of him for the next 10 years. Yeah, like right? you said, Judge, short of at at least getting him to a Super Bowl, if not winning one, I, I can't see them bringing Kirk Cousins back after this deal, which is weird to say after one year of a three-year deal, but that's, I mean, that's, the, that's the vibe I get just from, from, from watching yeah. this situation play out. So uh, we've, uh, we've dove into some reckless Viking speculation. If you missed the first hour of Mackie and Judd with Rami, you can find all kinds of Miguel Sano and Judd spring training observations. Uh, I definitely have a big-time update for you guys when we come back. Oh, oh, yeah. I can't wait. Really? Big-time update. I passed it last night on the hotel yeah. TV, and I just kept going. Oh, you, didn't want believe, you didn't want it spoiled for you? I can't believe you kept going. I went to, the, I went to that uh, Syracuse game that they got blown out in. 
Oh, you oh you watched the Syracuse game? Okay. Yes, I went to that. I went past. Are playing FGCU or what? I went. I went past what you're talking about. I was scrolling and I went past that and went to ESPN for the Syracuse. Okay. All right, thank you, Jonathan. Hey, real quick update here because I know Judd's a huge uh, Judd's the biggest hockey fan of all of us. Another getting Rami in into the Minnesota mix moment here, getting yes. Rami to know Minnesota. So Chris yes. Long, uh, Judd came up with the annual state high school hockey tournament bracket that we get to do here. Yes. And um, Rami was wondering, how do people know enough about this to even fill out a bracket in an educated way? Right. Mm-hmm. Like in any sort of informed manner. Like it's high school hockey, right? Well, in this sure? state, they put 20,000 people inside the XL Energy Center for multiple nights as That's they play insane. out. And it is, and and at any given time, what are there, Judd? Five or ten NHL players, future NHL players on the ice in this tournament, too? Yeah, it depends, but yeah. yeah, And, uh, and it is done, the bracket is filled out by most fans who participate because of reputation of teams and yeah. schools. Edina, always pick Edina. Edina never goes away. They're always in the tournament, and they're always pretty good. So, yeah, I think um, the majority of people don't really scout the teams, but they know the reputation of the schools. But this hockey tournament was so big as one class back in the day that in the early 80s, I believe, Sports Illustrated sent a writer here to do a cover story on the significance. The two biggest state tournaments at that time, both one class, Indiana High School Basketball, in our hockey tournament, I told uh, told Chris that he's going to have to put because it ju- it just says the schools on the bracket that he gave me. I said I need a bracket that includes mascot names because that's that's how I'll be picking the teens. <laughs> I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think the ro- the thing Rami's going to like the most out of this out of the tournament this weekend is the all hair team that we you get know, at the end of a it. A friend of mine, oh great, actually salad, right? just told me the other day about the all hair team. Yes, and sent year. me and sent me a video like a compilation highlight reel of the yep. all hair team. That is... You have to watch these games for the introductions themselves. Those kids have almost as good a head of hair as I do. It's pretty close. Pretty close. (laughs) When did that start? What, the hair for me? No, no, no. Let's talk about my whole life. I was bored with this, Jed. (laughs) Oh, you you got great hair. Don't get me wrong. I can't see it right now, but it's great hair. But the the, um, hockey hair tournament sort of introduction started, what, four years ago? I think that feels like four or five years it feels well, like the, it's, the all hair team. Oh, yeah. It's been going on for longer than that, I think. Well, they, well, or they do the special introductions and they wave their hair and wink at the camera and do all that. They used to all just stuff. say hi, mom. Yeah. Now they come out and they flip their hair. That's great. It is. I'm jealous. Oh, well, Robbie hair to it, flip. Yeah. <laughs> I got uh, bad hair. Congratulations. Should we just I leave it really there? Should we just end the show today just there? Is that, that it? Is that all you guys you got for me? I just ripped myself tomorrow. and you're like, okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to the I want to Gentlemen, I present to you from NFL.com. Before I give you the update that I really want to give you here, I was going to say, yeah, okay, why are we having going. to wait? No. Why are you making me wait for this? Because Daniel Jeremiah from NFL.com has a 2.0 mock out right now. That's right, a 2.0 mock post combine. Just want to know who he's got the Viking. We got to keep a temperature, uh, keep a uh, reading on the Vikings draft pulse here. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's got Kyler Murray going number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals, which presumably means they are trading Josh Rosen. Have you seen some of the stuff that's coming out today about Kyler Murray, by the way? What, that he's short? No, that he uh, inter- news? interviewed very poorly at the at the Combine. Charlie really? Ca- Charlie Casserly. Oh, Charlie Casserly is a fossil. Said that he heard from <laughs> multiple people involved that Kyler Murray 
And a lot of the uh, a lot of the categories, a lot of the things that they look for in an interview was the worst that they'd ever seen. But so Here, so Charlie Cashley is hearing that from like old scouts, uh, probably. Right? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Did you see the Dan Patrick interview? I was going to say, yeah, that he was surprised that nah. he interviewed poorly. It's a good point, actually. Well, that would but matter if, if he has terrible interpersonal communication skills and it, it gets really offended by things. Then, yeah. Okay, but let's just say he d- doesn't relate super well to older white dudes. Well, but yeah. you're going to have to like look at the look at a lot of the coaches in the NFL still, right? I just the combine frustrates me so much because it paralyzes so many teams as far as well. We really liked him, but he wasn't good in this. Yeah. Did, did I see something that the Seahawks had a staring contest with a player? Yes. What? Yeah. I would I would end the combine. <laughs> I would just end it. I would seriously if well, I was the league, I'd say you're done. I need more details. So they you get 15 minutes with players, right? Yes, correct. Each player. If the staring contest thing is is true, did you guys hear the, I don't know if this is real, but there was a report on Twitter from, I think, a verified guy yesterday morning that said the NFL is considering... Was it Derek Jones MLB? I don't know. <laughs> don't it, even worry that's about That's our guy who reported on we Craig Kimbrough. <laughs> Jonathan, we don't care if it's okay, verified. Give us the scoop. So he was, the NFL is considering making the NFL network a quote-unquote 33rd team so they can do the interviews and put them on TV and do all this other stuff. If the staring contest oh. is real, we need this on TV. But is it was it a fifteen minute staring? No, contest? no, no, fifteen seconds. Okay, it lasted fifteen seconds. I'm looking at the story right now. Who broke first, um, the coach or the player? Let's see here. Ba, 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 ba. The mascot. <laughs> it was TC Baird. Hockey, the Seahawks. This was spinning his head around. No, you lose. This was in the Seahawks interview with Kentucky cornerback Lonnie Johnson. And according to Johnson, the Seahawks had him partake in a staring contest for 15 or 16 seconds. Johnson did say he won, so there was that. Um, Was it against Tony Dungy? It doesn't doesn't say who he went against. (laughs) Tony Dungy would definitely win, though. For sure. <laughs> that got me by surprise. I don't know why. Hey, back to the mock here. Dwayne Haskins, according to Daniel Jeremiah, 2.0 NFL.com, number six to the New York Giants. Uh, a bunch of edge rushers. Uh, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is Dude. freakish, going number nine to the Buffalo Bills. I've never seen a wide receiver built like that. Never seen a human built like that. I mean, he is, uh, is it 1% body fat? If and he that. runs like a 4 3 30. Yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, let's see here. Packers taking Noah Fant, a tight end from Iowa. Very fitting. Uh, Drew Locke, quarterback to the Washington Redskins at 15 and at number 18 to the Minnesota Vikings. If you're a Vikings fan out there, how would you feel about this? Daniel Jeremiah from NFL.com in his 2.0 mock. For a second, I thought you were saying they're taking Daniel Jeremiah. They are. They just want more draft. <laughs> they just want more draft expertise. The Vikings select out of Michigan, linebacker Devin Bush. I want to mock. Oh. mock. What? What? I want to mock. mock. The logic is Anthony Barr is a free agent, and Bush is a three-down linebacker with outstanding playmaking skills and leadership abilities. So you'd be getting a game-changing player to replace. Didn't we see? Anthony I think Barr. I think we saw his name in another mock going to the Vikings a few weeks a linebacker? ago. Linebacker? Yeah, linebacker from Michigan. Judd seems I will perplexed, crestfallen. I will drive out to TCO Performance Center, and personally, I will buy a Viking jersey and burn it in front of that place if they take a <laughs> linebacker. I don't even own a Viking jersey, but I'll buy aggressive. one. 
No, I, actually, I saw... You're going to go and buy a Vikings jersey. Somebody tweeted... Was it Declan Goff? Somebody tweeted last weekend that they saw Cousins jerseys for sale somewhere, and they're steeply discounted. So I will go buy a Cousins jersey and burn it in front of TCO Performance Center if they take a linebacker. I want to mock! Mock! I want to mock! Mock! <laughs> This is what uh, Charlie Catherley said about uh, Kyler Murray's interviews at the Combine. He said, he better hope Kingsbury takes him number one because this was not good. These were the worst comments I ever got on a high-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. Leadership, not good. Study habits, not good. Wow. The board work, below not good. Not good at all in any of those areas, raising major concerns about what this guy is going to do. Now people will say, we're going to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Baker Mayfield, but those guys are much different. Those guys, you never question them about their ability on the board. You never question their leadership ability, their work habits. They were outstanding in those areas. This guy is not outstanding in those areas, and it showed up in the interview. That's fair. I mean, the the thing that we don't know about him, we get to watch him on the field, if he's weird behind the scenes... If there's things about him behind the scenes, like Johnny Manziel, you watch him on the field. Oh, great, he runs around, and he's a little bit... You know he'll he'll get a little cocky and celebrate and do the money celebration, but uh, that that kind of played out more publicly though because Johnny Manziel was getting in legal trouble and drugs and things like that. But the things you don't know are how do they interact with teammates and how do they take criticism and handle questions, right? So all right, it's fair. Cardinals will snap him up. Cardinals will take him for sure now, yeah, right? Probably. Can we get to this update that Jim and I game. have been waiting for? Yeah, enough, wait, enough waiting when it comes to this. How about you ask me questions night. about the, the the Bachelor wall jumping episode that we've all been waiting for all season, mm. or well, Colton what, jumped the wall, okay? I, something showed up on my Twitter feed last night about a guy jumping a wall, and what I thought mean, it yeah, was the some wall. Florida man or something. And what does that, that mean? What do you mean he jumped the wall? I've heard of jump the shark. What does jump the wall mean? Okay, let me lay this out. So your biggest questions were, he's a virgin. Right. And this is fantasy sweet week. Yes. He's got Cassie. Oh. He's got Hannah G. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Hannah B, who got eliminated She's a few out. weeks Hannah ago. B. Yeah. Can we just call her Hannah now? There's sure. only one yeah. Hannah? Okay. Just Hannah right. uh, Tasha. He's down to the final three. He's met their families. Okay? So here's how it played out. Final three or four? Final three. Okay. He got rid of Kalen last week. All right. Yeah. Too Ugh. much Botox. Kalen. Yeah. Too, too pageanty. <laughs> Kalen. She smells funny. Just hygiene <laughs> issues. I should apologize to all the people named Kalen out there who love this show. <laughs> All right, so his first fantasy suite date was with Tasha. Mm-hmm. Cameras cut away as they're exploring the hotel room and exploring each other, mm. okay? <laughs> I tried to hold the mic away, but I'm sorry. I picked like up on me tell, laughing. He just, like, turns away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> each other, I lost it. Exploring was bad, but each other, I lost it. But the next morning, the next morning, okay, they, they're, they're back, the cameras are back, and they're fully clothed, and, and they cut right to the chase. They asked Tasha how'd the night go, and she said, we didn't get as physical as I would have liked, but okay. it was still very enjoyable. So he didn't close the deal. But he didn't All close right. the deal with Tasha, right. okay? So move on to date number two, and that's where things this get hot guy, and heavy. man. This dude. So, but here's the thing, okay? He had his sights set on date number two mm-hmm. with Cassie, mm-hmm. okay? Here's the behind-the-scenes story you have to know. All right. Cassie's father is having none of this. Okay? Cassie's father 
does, did not give Colton permission to ask him to 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 marry uh, his daughter. He doesn't want anything to do with the bachelor. Not, wants nothing to do okay. with it. Flies out to I think they were in Portugal. Flies out to Portugal to tell Cassie. You're not ready for this. Don't go through with this. The dad went to Portugal? Went to Portugal where this is all happening, okay? <laughs> this dad is great. Right? And Father this, of the year right here. And this is what happens. So Colton, before he even gets to date number three, fantasy suite with Hannah G, he lays all of his cards on the table, gentlemen, okay? This is what happened. Okay. I care for you. I love you. I want to be you at the end of this. Engagement or not. How can you say that and I'm telling you right now, at the end of this, I want it to be you. I want to be with you. So that's that's it. The show's over, right? She said no. What? I want to go home. What? Yes! I don't know if I can get to the same level of love that you feel right now. A person had real thoughtful emotions on The Bachelor? Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? So she went home, and then... So now we're down to two... He just jumped the fence. <laughs> what? He, he, no. he took his mic off. He jumped the fence. He left the set. Here's my question. You've got three left. There's a little bit like you got to game the system here, right? You got three left. I don't know how you can say those things to one of them, have it be on TV, and then like brush yourself off and go to one of the others and be like, hey, will you, will you marry me? <laughs> You're okay. Hey, hey, Hannah, will you marry me? <laughs> So so hold on a second here. So dad got to her yes. and convinced her that she wasn't ready. And so now this guy is left, and I choose my words carefully, high and dry <laughs> with nothing. He's left well, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be just fine in the long You know run. why you like this? You like this, Phil, because Monday Night Raw now stinks in your mind. It's not that good. And you need a good Monday night script. Well, the best part is this show gets over in time for you to watch the end of Monday Night Raw. Anyway, you get the best of both worlds if you're me and the wolves are terrible. Did he come back? <laughs> Rami, we work with a 13-year-old girl, but don't tell him. Rami, that question and more to be answered in a two-night season finale next Monday and Tuesday. You guys are all welcome to come over to Casa de Mackey to check this out. But he didn't close the deal. The streak is still alive. The, the streak col- the is Colton still alive. The is still alive. But the season's not over yet. Now, he this could, is on Mondays, this airs? Look at you. You're hooked. I love this. No, yeah. I was, I, was uh, actually, I thought he was hooked last week, and he didn't watch last no, night. For, so. for content purposes, I'm considering taking up his offer to go to the Mackey residence, and we'll do a watch-along for Score North. Listen, we'll pour a couple glasses of red. You know, we'll you know, <laughs> right, we'll make some make pasta. It. I can't make it. For content. I got plans. <laughs> I got plans. It, it, it starts as just for content, and then five right. seasons later, you find yourself hooked on every I episode. I know, man. Mike Golick Jr. is even more obsessed with this than I am. If you follow Mike Golick Jr. on Twitter, I mean, he is leading the charge. I just had a great thought. Soundbite one, keep it for next week, and we can play a game, is it The Bachelor or NFL Free Agency? Yeah. Because <laughs> that first soundbite that you played could have been Rick Spielman talking to Kirk Cousins and his agent last year. Yeah. Or any left guard. By the way, cheap plug for Purple Daily today with with Cronin and Matthew Collar. They had a Brandon Thorne on. They had an offensive line guru on. Like an offensive line guy who's written, I think he's written books. He's got a podcast. And uh, they went full meat and potatoes today talking about offensive linemen as it pertains to the Vikings today. Oh, so. I thought you were going to say they got into The Bachelor. Well, maybe he is. <laughs> maybe he is. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> 
So, all right. Well, uh, maybe next Monday you guys can come over and. I'm seriously considering it. If nice. this is a sincere offer, I'm really considering yeah. it. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk the All rest right. of the week here. So Luther Brookdale Toyota, they'll never break your heart, really. They're only going to help fix your car or get you into a new car. You're not going to want to jump over the wall? No, probably <laughs> okay. not. No, I don't think so. So you can find Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Uh, their website right now has all kinds of great deals on pre-owned vehicles. So let me click on one of these here. Let's go... Uh, 2016 uh, Toyota Corolla LE, $13,000 only, and that's a car with only 34,000 miles on it. Uh, it is uh, all kinds of bells and whistles, technology, reverse cam. The rever- Have you guys ever driven a car with reverse cam? Like, yeah. I failed my parallel parking test back in high school. It is a life changer, man. Like it's Yeah, you don't even have to look. You just throw it in reverse and close your eyes and boom, you, know, you, you park. You look at the cam. That's okay. what it's there for. <laughs> oh, okay. I w- I'll start looking at it then. Uh, but Toyota has all the bells and whistles you could want technologically, safety-wise, and Luther Brookdale Toyota is the place to go. 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard. Thank you, Jonathan. We've got Judd down in Fort Myers. Pat's also down in Fort Myers. We wrap with Royce every day. Uh, Mackie and uh, Rami here in studio. Pat, I, we've, I don't feel like we haven't really dove into this much with you, even during Viking season. But what are your overall thoughts after one year of Kirk Cousins? Where where are you at with Kirk Cousins? Uh, he wasn't as good as I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was better than this. Uh, you, I, you know, when you look at his numbers with Washington, and I only watched snippets, you know, and you only, I didn't, you know, spend a lot of time watching Redskin games, so you see highlights. And uh, I kind of liked him in college, too. So uh, he wasn't as good as I thought he was. He's, uh, you know, he's. Uh, I, I didn't realize that uh, he was as careless with the ball as he as he was. Certainly, as far as I, I guess, what surprised me is his unawareness of where the pass rush is coming yeah. from. A lot of times, I thought he a crafty old veteran like him. Now he's also uh, the best quarterback. I mean, they had Farm in two thousand nine, obviously, but he's the. Uh, you know, since Culpepper in 2004, he's probably is. You know, Favre was better than either of those guys, but uh, for one a brief shining moment. But uh, he's certainly, you know, the best they've had in 13, 14 years as far as a guy you thought you could, you know, have as your quarterback for several years. But uh, he wasn't as good as I thought he was. How do you feel about Miguel Sano with the news today that he's he's had a debridement procedure on that that wound on his uh, Achilles and will now be uh, out you, to start the season? Well, you just hope that uh, I, you know I I am more until this whole last week I was more confident in him than at any time since I saw him waddle into the clubhouse in 2016 after his fine rookie year when you could see that he'd put on. 15, 20 pounds when they were going to put him in right field at 280 pounds. And, uh, I, I, you know, I was kind of the first guy to throw out the alarm on this fella, and I've been pretty down on him. He has a different look about him physically this spring, but, you know, then again, you got to, uh, you know, get on him for not calling somebody up and saying, you know, this cut is pretty ugly here. Yeah. I don't know if they fixed it or not. Uh, maybe we should uh, see a, a more efficient doctor. The twins are reluctant to hammer the uh, the medical people that dealt with it in uh, in uh, the Dominican Republic. But, uh, you know, there were some 
you know, medical people over there that looked at it, and they sh- they did not sound the alarm. And what we're all hearing is when the even though the twins won't say this, they'll admit it's worse than they thought, but they won't admit that when they first saw it, they were horrified <laughs> as to what you know the the size of this gash, the depth of this gash. Uh, somebody described me as uh, it looked like a terrible dog bite uh, when they when they first saw it. So. Uh, and, and then there was some infection in there. Now, uh, today they described it as a moderate infection. But uh, I, I saw him in a clubhouse without the walking boot on that first morning. He looked great. Is he talked to the media uh, to some degree. I talked to Rod Carew and Tony Oliva and a couple other guys that talked to him, and they were really optimistic about him. So it, it just depends upon, I guess, how he handles these next six weeks without being on the field, you know? Does he does he revert to his old habits? Does he keep working out? Uh, I think that's why you hear that they are going to bring him. I don't think they're going to leave him down in Fort Myers. I think they gonna. I think they're going to bring him back to Minnesota uh, when they leave. I I I, I don't think they're going to leave him in Minnesota in, in Fort Myers. I. I think they want guys around him who might have more influence on him to tell him to do something than the guys and than the, the staff in Fort Myers would have. Now I'm not sure about that, but that's just the perception I get. Yeah. My my guess too, Patrick, is that May first might be optimistic. Well, it could be. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't start baseball activities, you know, we used to say those were workouts. Now you got to say baseball activities. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, he turns twenty six on May eleventh, and maybe that's about the day we should estimate that he'll return. Yeah. So. Pat, what are your so? If we're ranking your least favorite modern baseball uh, the terms or vernacular, <laughs> is so de- defense in place of fielding defense. is on that list? Defense. Yeah, that's I lost that battle twenty years ago. You know, I've, I've given up on that one, even though I still use fielding, and sometimes it'll be changed in my copy to defense. <laughs> But I even, I even made a heartfelt plea to manager Garden Hire about 2010, and he said, "What are you? What are you talking about? Who cares? You know." So anyway, when, you, when I couldn't convince Gardy, I can't convince. I don't know. I guess I'd have to make up uh, of uh, you know how they change the uh, you know put it on the barrel. It's on the barrel. Yeah. Get it on the barrel, and uh, you know the. Uh, uh, I, there's there's a bunch of them. I just can't really think of all of what irritates me as I as I go along here. But that's uh, that's uh, certainly uh, that the fielding one is a battle that has been lost through the ages. And uh, I guess another thing that uh, you know it gets on me, just like with every other sport. It's a baseball game instead of a ball game. You know, I know we got a baby. We're gonna. You know, we're playing a baseball game today. Well, no kidding. I know you're playing a bleeping baseball game. You're walking around in a uniform, you dummy, with a hat on. I know you're playing. A baseball. Yeah, I feel like that's a football you know. thing where the fo- football announcers will say football as many times as they possibly can, yes, right? That's right. Okay, let's see. We got guys out there smashing the crap out of each other, wearing helmets. Yes, it's a football game. Thank the worst, though, the, the worst one, Pat, is score the basketball. <laughs> Well, as you pointed, no that is the worst of all time. No doubt about it. And you know when I gave up on that one? When Jim Pete 
My guy, Jim Pete, I covered him in St. Louis Park High School. I did a piece or two on him then. I've known him all through his gopher career, all forever. And all of a sudden, about five years ago, he started scoring the basketball, too. <laughs> Where does that come from? How come from the time you're 15 to 40, uh, scoring is good enough, and then all of a sudden it has to become because you heard some other jerks on television say score the basketball. How come you have to start saying score yeah. the basketball? Well, why do you have to specify the basketball? Like, what is the <laughs> yes. other thing that you would be scoring in that scenario? <laughs> yes, yes, but but here's the other thing: is why did you change? Why did you make this change? You've never used that, and all of a sudden you made the change. I, I, I don't get that. We should mention, uh, speaking of scoring the basketball, uh, make or break time for the goofs tonight, right? If they win, they're in the tournament. If they lose, Well, and, and, and literally as you broke that sentence, an email came out from uh, Gopher Basketball PR Department, Eric Curry out for the season with a right foot injury. So What the hell is wrong with that kid, man? He's, uh, you know, he's uh, he, he didn't heal from the knee as, as, as rapidly as they thought, and then he came back and but he maybe had significant minutes, and he start, He was starting there for a while. Did he have significant minutes, maybe seven or eight games, and then he's hurt again. It's, uh, you know, that's too bad because uh, he does look like a, a guy that's uh, committed to trying to play the game well, but uh, that's uh, that, that makes them pretty, uh, pretty thin, doesn't it? Yes. What is the latest on Isaiah, by the way? Is he hurt, or we just don't want to use him? That's a good question. I don't know for sure. I, there, there's been some games where he just where he logs the DNP coach's you know, decision for for a half or the you know, last I, one. Did he? Did he not? I mean, Northwestern he played, but the one the, the the real game before that, I don't think he. I think he had a DNP that night. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, you know, that's uh, yeah. It's. I mean, they got they have their you know who's their without Curry. And if he's in the doghouse, who's their first guy off the bench? Yeah, he's so he's only, I mean, he's been, in fact, it looks like he's only played a total of seven minutes in the last five games. They who's just, that? They've just stopped Washington? playing him, Isaiah Washington. Yeah. You know, when, when he, he didn't play against the Hoosiers in the game that they won at the barn, I want to say Patino said it was a bruised tailbone. That's what he well, said. And, yeah, from sitting. But, uh, <laughs> hey, Altura, I'm talking about Altura. <laughs> When Otura couldn't finish, when Otura couldn't finish in December, I, I I either wrote or tweeted or something. This guy's going to be a uh, come out after his junior year guy. Otura, that kid's good. He that is. Yeah. Is, he's going to. His feet are getting better. His footwork wasn't great when he first started, but that kid's going to be a horse. And, uh, and you know, and it, you know, that's the one thing they got going. They get their if they. You know, they got those two guys inside. They sneak out the boards and, uh, uh, you know, and Coffee, of course, if he wants to. You know, just because Coffee got 32 against Northwestern doesn't mean he's going to get a lot against the team that guards him. So we'll find out tonight. Yeah. Uh, Pat, Purdue's uh, trying to win the league. So. Last uh, last 60 seconds here. Give us, a, give us a, a Micklebob's review from last night. How was the annual dinner down there in Naples? You no, know, I almost was just going to tweet out. The, the cold mickle, I just had a few cold mickle bobs as a dinner snack. Ooh. The cold mickle bobs might be better than the warm mickle bobs. Wow, Man, really? The cold ribs are fantastic because the their ribs are very lean. 
Lean ribs eaten the next day are fantastic. Yes. Mickle Bobs mm. are in that category. Mm. Guys, I'm going to need a moment. Rami's, <laughs> Rami's on the next flight to Naples. <laughs> Rami, why are you wearing a silk robe right now? <laughs> Creepy. I, just because that was their annual trip down there, that doesn't mean I don't have one more in me before yeah. I leave here. <laughs> All right. Anywho. All right, Pat. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. See you, right. Pat. <laughs> oh, man. Judd, you missed out. You missed out. I was writing about C.J. Crone. And people can read that at scorenorth.com. And you can read uh, all of Derek's stuff as well. And, I am, and I'm about to publish a column right now on Miguel Sano. You're about to publish it at right score, now? At scorenorth.com. You've been sitting there writing while we're doing a radio show? Not the first time he's done that. <laughs> The best is when, like, when we used to do our four-hour show, and Judd and Judd had like sixteen commercial breaks, and it'd be like the middle of the third hour, and all of a sudden, like, a column pops up hey, during the commercial break. You just know, hammer one out, man. You know how I know Judd wasn't machine. writing during the show because I've never heard anybody beat on a keyboard the way that Judd does. I'll be that host <laughs> oh. sometimes. It's just clackety clackety clack. by Royce or Chip Scoggins. I got nothing on them. So yeah. we would have heard it. We would have heard it if he was writing. All right, Judd. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow on Touch 'Em All and Mackie and Judd with Rami.